This is a Suno India production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android app. Download it now from Google Play Store. Hi Rakesh, what is the episode about today? So, today's episode Manika, we are going to talk about cloudburst. Even recently I heard about cloudburst in Amarnath and unfortunately many people got trapped and you know some even died. Tragic incident, at least 15 people have been killed and dozens are feared to be missing. In a cloudburst that has hit one of the base camp areas near the holy Amarnath shrine in India's Jammu and Kashmir. Why does this happen? I mean, I know it's linked to climate change and global warming. So, if Telangana Chief Minister uh, K. Chandrasekhar Rao is to be believed, it is a foreign conspiracy. The cloudburst is a very important thing. I've said that 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 I've said కావలుచుకునే మన దేశంలో అక్కడక్కడ క్లౌడ్ బర్స్ట్ చేస్తా ఉన్నారు గతంలో ఒకసారి కశ్మీర్ దగ్గర లద్దాఖ్లో లేహలో చేశారు ఆ తర్వాత ఉత్తరాఖండ్లో చేశారు ఈ మధ్య గోదావరి పరివాహక ప్రాంతం మీద కూడా చేస్తున్నారని మనకు ఒక గ్లూమీ గ్లూమీగా వచ్చినటువంటి సమాచారం to understand this better i contacted one of the few people who are studying this phenomenon in india i am roxy mathikol a climate scientist at the indian institute of tropical meteorology in pune this institute is under the ministry of earth sciences and we have a center for climate change research where i do climate research based on observed data and also computer models yeah. and i study extreme weather events like heavy rainfall events and floods heat waves cyclones and generally climate change over the tropical or south asian region where we have a dense population vulnerable to climate change seems like the right person to answer all our questions on cloudburst yeah cloudburst is is an extreme weather events which causes severe damage in a in a short period over a short region there are many extreme weather events like uh, similar to cloud burst like uh, uh, extreme heavy rainfall event uh, which is much more widespread over a region both short term and long term solutions behind it so on to what are cloud bursts and cloud bursts are uh, usually defined in terms of sudden heavy rainfall of uh, over a small area now cloudburst uh, with the with the name uh, we think uh, we normally end up thinking that these are like clouds bursting but there is no such physical phenomena where clouds burst yeah it's a definition totally based on the amount of rainfall in a short period so the typical definition of cloudburst that we use particularly in india is Uh, of a rainfall amount of about 100 mm per hour so if it rains of about 100 mm in an hour's time in a short region for example about 20 to 30 km uh, square kilometers 
Yeah, that is called a cloudburst. But many people do not know what, I mean, how to visualize that. Yeah, you know, what is one millimeter of rain? One millimeter of rain is about one liter. Uh, you can think about a uh, cola bottle of uh, one liter. Yeah, so one liter of rain for every square meter. That is one millimeter of rain. So if a cloudburst is 100 millimeter per hour, that is like 100 liters for every square meter where it occurs. Yeah. Now imagine that is happening over a uh, geographical region of 20 to 30 square kilometer. That's a huge amount of water which can be disastrous. Yeah. So uh, in a, uh, if you do a cube calculation, that amounts to about 2 billion liters of water in an hour. Yeah. That is if it is 100 millimeter per hour for 20 square kilometers. Yeah. So that is huge amount of water and when it flows down, so usually these cloudbursts occur over uh, hilly or mountainous regions and when the heavy rains pounds upon uh, pounds or impinges on these uh, slopey hills and all, it can result in landslides and flash floods. Dr. Roxy said that Indian Meteorological Department, the IMD, has also defined what is called mini cloudburst. This is defined as 50 mm of rains in two hours in a localized area. So, uh, in India, uh, cloudbursts occur generally during the monsoon season. Yeah, that is during June to September when we uh, India as a whole gets about 78 to 80 80 percent of annual rainfall. This is because uh, there is a huge uh, or strong wind forcing coming from the Indian Ocean and the Arabian Sea, uh, moving inland, bringing all that moisture from, from the sea. Yeah? And similarly, there are monsoon low pressure systems and depressions we call systems, weather systems which move from the Bay of Bengal region. So all these converge over the land, bringing a lot of moisture. Yeah? And uh, this is when the cloudbursts also occur. It occurs due to huge clouds, clouds that we call cumulonimbus clouds, cumulonimbus clouds. These are formed because of the warm moisture which comes uh, with the monsoon rising. Yeah? And when this warm uh, moisture this moisture-laden moist, uh, moisture air uh, which is brought, on, uh, brought by the monsoon winds, they encounter the mountains or the hilly areas. Yeah? When, they, when these winds uh, encounter the hilly areas, that result in a lifting of this moisture. And when this moisture becomes lifted, it forms huge clouds. I'm not getting into the uh, deeper science behind it, but uh, when warm moisture encounters hills, it rises, when it rises, it cools and expands and forms clouds. And the, here during the monsoon season, we have these cumulonimbus clouds, especially forming along the mountainous region because it, it rises higher and higher. So the height of these clouds can be, it's interesting, it can be up to 12 to 15 kilometers height from a base of about uh, 500 meters from the surface. Yeah, 500 or 1 kilometer from the surface and then from there about 12 to 15 kilometers high. So imagine such a huge cloud and with a width of about several kilometers uh, across, across the region. So that can hold a lot of moisture yeah? and this 
moisture sometimes is dumped on the hills all of a sudden. Yeah, this is why cloudbursts happen. So, is this only in Himalayas? I mean, what about the crazy floods that have taken place in Mumbai, Chennai? Are they not cloudbursts? Yeah, I have lived through the 2005 Mumbai floods where I heard the term cloudburst for the first time. I asked him the same question. Now, uh, I told you the role of hills in lifting this moisture and forming these clouds and then causing heavy rainfall events. So, because of this particular property, we call it orographic orographic forcing, orography because of the mountains and hills. Yeah. So, because of this orographic forcing, these cloudbursts usually occurs over the Himalayas or Western Ghats, where Mumbai, Pune, uh, where I'm residing, Pune also, uh, or Kerala, and also in the northeastern hill states also. So, generally, we have been seeing cloudbursts occurring over the Himalayan regions, including Himachal Pradesh, where since 2003 we have been hearing in news very often. Kashmir, Ladakh 2010 uh, was a huge cloudburst. Uttar Pradesh, Uttarakhand in uh, 2013, we saw several lives lost. And now if you come uh, south, we, we see cloudbursts occurring in Western Ghats, across Western Ghats regions and nearby Western Ghats region, coastal regions like uh, Mumbai. Uh, in fact, some of our research shows that the July 2005, the Mumbai floods co-occurred with, so there were huge or consistent rains for several days but in one of the days in July uh, a cloudburst like even happened where huge amount of rainfall occurred in a very short time yeah and similarly even in Pune it occurred in 2010 where uh, one of uh, one life uh, of a researcher of a nearby institute uh, national chemical laboratory NCL was lost yeah, young scientists. So even in Chennai, we, we saw it happening. Uh, Chennai is a coastal region, so there will be a lot of moisture uh, available from the nearby Bay of Bengal. 2015, it happened. So these are generally the regions where we see cloudbursts happening uh, often and very often. These are more recent events, right? Were cloudbursts recorded in the past? Dr. Roxy has published some papers on historical literature related to weather patterns and monsoon in India. I mean, a natural phenomena and how often they occurred and is it increasing now uh, and is it going to increase? Uh, cloudbursts are among the least, I would say the least known uh, weather systems. Yeah, And ground, even uh, monitoring stations at ground can hardly capture the characteristics of these kind of storms because they are highly localized. Yeah, so they occur in a very short region of about 20, 30 square kilometer or so. Yeah, and we do not have sufficient enough stations. Yeah, even now, even at this modern age, we do not have sufficient enough ground stations to monitor these kind of events uh, at a very high resolution. For example, if we take our national agency, the Indian Meteorological Department, IMT, the maximum reach of IMD is generally at a district level. Yeah, so at a district level, they will have stations at, uh, and even that not at every district. Yeah, they would have uh, stations at cities and some key regions. Now, cloudburst, we see that it many times it occur along remote mountain slopes, where we have hills and uh, mountains, 
and it occurs for a very short time. So because of it, it has been elusive for quite a long time. Most of such events go unreported also due to the lack of monitoring systems in the region. So that weakens our, our ability to understand these events in a complete perspective. Yeah. So long-term record of cloudbursts are lacking. But we have seen that uh, they have occurred uh, a few times. Yeah. And uh, it seems some of the earliest cloudbursts were uh, reported from the United States in 1940s and all. That's when uh, the term cloudburst was coined. And it's only recently that uh, since the 2000s that we came to be more aware of these events as a meteorological event over India and IMD uh, took a decision to uh, define it based on the amount of rainfall that can cause flash floods and landslides in these uh, regions over India. And I would say it is since recent events, since the 2000s, that uh, it has come to a picture as a usual event that happens very often, like almost every year right now. But before that, uh, we used to have more of a, a moderate monsoon. And the reason behind the change in the cloud-based characteristics or the number of cloud-based increasing now is due to climate change. Yeah. Now, when we talk about climate change, the entire monsoon characteristics have changed. I have to talk from that viewpoint to come to how the cloud-based have changed. Yeah. So, how is it connected with climate change? The science tells that when we have more warm air, the warm air can hold more moisture than dry air, uh, than cool air. Yeah? Warm air holds more moisture and for a longer time. We call this the clausius clapeyron relation. Now, let's not bother about the name of the relation at all. So generally, uh, if the air is much more warmer than earlier, it can hold more moisture than earlier and also for a longer time. So what happens? So even during monsoon time, it doesn't rain for a long time because the air is holding that moisture. And when it rains, it dumps all that moisture in a very short time. Yeah. So we are seeing this phenomenon happening with the monsoons now. And so we are having more longer dry periods intermittent with short spells of heavy rainfall. So what happens? Both droughts and floods happen in the same season across the country. And we see that happening uh, like if you take the northern belts of uh, uh, Himalayan regions like UP, Bihar and all we see it's, uh, uh, it's already running on 40% deficit rainfall. But at the same time we see heavy rain events in short spells happening uh, over some regions. Like uh, uh, take the example of Kerala. Uh, several heavy rains and floods and even cloud bursts happened this year. But at the same time, Kerala is running at a 20% deficit during this monsoon season. That's because of this phenomena or property of global warming because that air is holding more moisture for a longer time. So it doesn't rain for a long time. So we have droughts and floods for a long time. Uh, droughts and floods co-occurring. Yeah? So cloud bursts also relate to this phenomena where the air and the clouds are able to hold 
or absorb that moisture for a long time. So as a result, we are seeing more and more cloudburst events happening in the recent period. But we do not have a very good long-term record to show how it has been changing over a long time, uh, over a long time, over several regions. But we see it happening. Yeah, we see it happening over Himalayas, over Western Ghats, Northeast regions, and some of uh, the East Coast regions as well. Basically, we do not have a record of cloudbursts in the past, but it's definitely happening more now. Uh, so, increased global warming, increased intensity of rains, extreme weather events, all connected to climate change. So, uh, I will start talking about from the IPCC point of view. IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which bring, uh, which compiles all the information on climate change and uh, shows us uh, how the global climate is changing at different regions, at different levels, and uh, what will happen if the carbon emissions are going to increase further uh, in different scenarios. If we stop emissions, what will happen uh, or reduce emissions? If, the, if Is there a scope? And uh, if we keep continuing the emissions, where will we reach? Yeah. So, and I, I, I have been a, a lead author of these IPCC reports, particularly the one that came in the recent, uh, recent months. Yeah. So what IPCC says is that the, the changes that we see in terms of extreme weather events, whether it is cloudburst or extreme rainfall events causing floods or increase in cyclones, there is a 50% increase in uh, number of cyclones from the Arabian Sea and threefold rise in extreme rainfall events across uh, India. Yeah. So all these changes, including the heat waves also, are in response to that one degree Celsius change in global mean temperatures, which happened during the past 150 years, between 1850 and uh, 2010, 170 years to be exact. Yeah. And now the emissions are not stopping still. Yeah. The global nations, they have not committed uh, they made loose commitments during the Paris Agreement. But what IPCC says is that even if the nations stick to these commitments, they are insufficient. We, we call these commitments as the nationally determined commitments. Yeah, these commitments are insufficient to keep the global mean temperatures below 1.5 degrees Celsius. Yeah, so we will hit that 1.5 degrees Celsius during 2020 and 2040. That is the living decades. We are in those decades now. And 2 degrees Celsius during 2040 and 2060. So from 1 degree Celsius, we will double in a very few decades. So the impacts to this is unimaginable even for a climate scientist like me. Clearly, it is shown that extreme rainfall events, including cloudbursts, will amplify further in the near future, in the near decades. That's really grim. So what is the acceleration of these events like? So what we see is generally extreme rainfall events in the last several decades have risen threefold. And this is across India to some extent during the monsoon season in Western Ghats region, across the West Coast states. Central India, including uh, Maharashtra, Madhya Pradesh, all these regions. 
and also northern hilly regions including up uttar pradesh himalayas and also northeast states including assam meghalaya and all so all these regions we see extreme rainfall events happening and some of these regions some of these regions especially regions where we have hills like in the western ghats or west coast or northeast or himalayas some of these events could be cloudburst events yeah so uh, we see a threefold rise in these kind of extreme rainfall events causing floods and flash floods this only means more and more people will die in these events it's inevitable but we need to have certain mechanisms in place to at least minimize these tragedies to some extent we need to take measures or we need to have solutions in place to save lives and also livelihoods now there are two ways one is quick measures based on forecast and the other is long term measures so for quick measures first we need to monitor these kind of events right so you were talking about uh, uh, we were talking about imt and the scope of it in terms of monitoring these events on in some regions where they have uh, their monitoring stations in some regions it may be district level some regions it is beyond that yeah so, but since cloudburst occurs at a very localized region it is almost impossible to monitor many of these cloudbursts unless they occur nearby the stations particularly in cities if it occurs in mumbai it will be well monitored yeah especially in uh, in the current decade it will be well monitored mumbai or chennai it will be well monitored particularly if these regions have radars so one way to monitor cloudbursts are radars because radars give high resolution data over a very localized region but they are very expensive damn expensive that we cannot have this radars in remote regions uh, particularly uh, those regions where cloudbursts might occur yeah so but if we have more and more data if we have more and more rain gauge stations which are relatively easy to install they may cost only few thousands or uh, depending on the sophistication some of the automatic weather stations might cost uh, uh, several tens of thousands to lakh so if they are installed in some of these cloud based prone regions we might be able to monitor them and we might be able to include these monitored uh, conditions in uh, our models weather forecast models so that we can improve our forecasting so before forecasting them we need to monitor them and understand them understand the science behind them uh, and incorporate that science and data in our forecasting models and the next step is forecasting yeah so at at the moment we do not have high accuracy or any accuracy in terms of forecasting cloudburst events yeah so that is the status that we have and if we if we gain that accuracy in both monitoring and forecasting then th- that is the way to go that is a quick measure we will be able to save lives at present what we can do is install radars radars at those locations so with radars we can follow the moment once these clouds have formed we can follow the movement and we can say in the next 2 3 hours whether it uh, can result in a cloudburst or not
we call them nowcast because it's very close to the current time yeah so along with satellite monitoring if we use radars we can forecast these cloud waves at select locations yeah so that is a cube time uh, measure uh, where we have to see every uh, monsoon year during those peak monsoon time we have to closely monitor these radars and we might be able to quickly evacuate some people give some alerts uh, and save some lives yeah but not all lives livelihoods are lost as well property is lost farms are lost so what is the next step to do the next step to do is uh, have long term measures one long term measure would be to map those regions which are prone to cloud bursts yeah so right now we have uh, for example uh, based on the slope of regions and the rainfall occurring in some regions especially hilly regions we have uh, landslide maps right those we have mapped those regions which are prone to landslides so similarly if we take uh, or collect more data we could map the cloudburst prone regions yeah and many many of these cloudburst prone regions co-occur with landslide prone regions where flash floods also occur yeah so these can be tagged as hazardous regions where the risk is huge uh, and where lives are at stake so people should be moved from here and construction and mining in nearby regions could be avoided so that could be a long term measure in terms of adaptation yeah so those are the solutions that we uh, we are uh, looking forward to so we need to have policies on this but we see huge amount of land use changes both in himalayas and over western ghats and even northeastern regions which are which is interfering with this climate change uh, yeah so we see landslides are occurring more or the trigger is more where there where there uh, are land use changes land use changes including mining quarrying uh, construction road uh, construction uh, and at the same time deforestation as well yeah so if hilly regions they have forest and trees and all they can hold the soil and the moisture much more than if they are barren yeah so if the land use changes that we mentioned right now is making the hills barren and uh, vulnerable when heavy rains fall over them like the cloud based kind of rains in a very short time they can break up these boulders and and sand and soil because uh, this sand and soil this hills cannot absorb much more water in a short time they are already saturated so they fall down and uh, bring in the uh, cause mudslides or landslides and flash floods and loss of lives and livelihoods yeah so we need to have long term policies uh, keeping both climate change and land use changes in mind i asked him if this was the new normal and he obviously said yes already the normal and we need to expect more and more cloud bursts in the future yeah and uh, especially in this prone regions uh, where it will result in flash floods and landslides and uh, loss of lives and livelihoods so instead of uh, you know thinking about forecast based action so right now what we do is there is a forecast that extreme rains will happen in the 
uh, next few days and we take some action about evacuation and all yeah that is the kind of mode of operation that we have in our country and also in other countries also to some extent yeah so what we should is we need to learn to live with the flood there should be a flood living policy or a heavy rain living policy because that is going to happen now you know about you are living in mumbai heavy rains are now heavy rains and water logging or floods are like an annual affair in mumbai now right and uh, so how do we cope up with these situations one one way is to prepare prepare the environment so if it is a city like mumbai uh, we need to prepare the drainage to uh, the capacity drainage capacity so that it can flush out that water in a short amount of time now we know that mangroves are the are the lungs of the city which can hold excess flood water so both the rivers and mangroves our natural ecosystem which can hold that water or flush out that water into the sea have been lost so we need to reclaim this kind of uh, uh, this kind of natural ecosystem uh, that can save our cities from cloudburst to some extent i am not saying they can save uh, in an extensive manner but to some extent they act as lungs of our city can save us from floods we saw that similar construction over the flood plains have resulted in uh, severe floods in chennai the 2015 cloudburst that occurred in chennai yeah there also the situation was aggravated because of the flood plains being encroached now we are talking about cities here what what do we do, do about uh, other regions rural areas including farms and all uh, we don't have a beautiful solutions to look forward there what what do we do for farms maybe one way is to have uh, flood and drought resilient crops yeah and we need to do more research in identify those kind of crops and what kind of crops can withstand this kind of uh, uh, this kind of impacts we see that at least in the coastal regions having mangroves like uh, in the east coast we have the sundarbans and all uh, northeast coast we see that the farmlands nearby existing mangroves are not that affected because mangroves again not only are absorbing the flood water but they also are helping us reduce the impact of other events like the cyclones and all when cyclones hit we we know that there are huge winds similar for the monsoon period also strong winds so these mangroves they can withstand or absorb the strength of this uh, strong winds and water and the rains and all so we need to look at this ecosystem based solutions along with flood and drought resilient uh, crops also so we need to so for probably what we need to do is uh do a assessment locally identify those regions which are prone to cloudburst and extreme rainfall events yeah because each region uh the impact would be dif- different so we see climate change as a global phenomena but the impacts are many times local and the solutions are also local because what happens in mumbai may not be what happens in mahabaleshwar or nearby uh, regions yeah so we need to assess the changes locally including the land, land use changes and climatic changes and based on that we need to have land use policies we need to have disaster management policies so 
instead of having a national climate change action policy or a state climate change action policy, we need to have a climate change action policy at district level at least. And each panchayat or each village should have an action plan on how to deal with the local changes. Yeah. So I think that is the way forward. And how do we approach that? We need to have we need to have uh, policy makers or politicians who have thought about this climate change action plan at a local level, who are ready to take this up forward. Yeah. So it, it finally connects to the policy makers and election and all. So it, this should be part of the election agenda at a local level so that we can build a climate resilient future for India. Thank you for listening to this episode of Climate Emergency. You can listen to more episodes on our website sunoindia.in or on any other podcast platform of your choice. Suno India is an independent media platform and it relies on you, our listener, to support us. So kindly visit the contribute page on our website sunoindia.in. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android app. Download it now from Google Play Store.